0: Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient and powerful for the kingdom of God. Hey, my name is Paul Maxwell from Tidely, and today we're going to talk about how to boost small group engagement. Some small groups never really make it past like the click phase, right? And as any seasoned pastors know, where small groups go, the church goes. So if people aren't building deep relationships outside the Sunday service, overall engagement will be low. And it opens up the church to sort of a click-building kind of mentality. But that's not really what church is for, right? I mean, the church is meant to pray for the sick at 2 a.m. The church is meant to support grieving families when their loved ones have passed. The church is meant to, you know, help each other with temptation when it comes. The church is meant to listen and care and minister the gospel to people parched by suffering and, and secularism alike, right? And, and these things, they all happen outside of the Sunday service. And that's why you need to take small group engagement Seriously, it's not sort of like a church hack type thing. It really is the vital center of your church's mission. So if your church has any shot at like real lasting growth, then your small group culture will be sort of the the key to getting that locked in buy-in from a growing member base. So here we're going to look at seven ways to boost engagement in your small group so you can build a legacy of care and a reputation for loving everyone who walks Through the doors in your community so number one this is a little bit superficial but it's really important it's using your church app now your church app should be the center of member engagement throughout the week many churches think that the website is like the center of member engagement but it's exactly the opposite the church website is meant for first-time visitors who find you through google advertising friend referrals your church app is meant for anyone who's been to your church once so you can send them push notifications enable them to register for events you know collect Uh, recurring giving and tithing, and encourage them to be generous. And so you shouldn't require people to visit your website, no matter how good it looks, to get the information they need. People are on their phones almost every second of every day. People are on their desktops maybe three, four hours a day. Capitalize on the centrality of the mobile phone in modern digital life. Now, these church app features could include something like a forum, the ability to create unique calendar events, in-app messaging, and the ability to create and receive payment for event registration. Now, People will begin using your church app the way they use Facebook to stay in touch with friends. Number two, make it easy for new visitors to sign up. It's supremely common, especially in big churches, for new visitors to kind of get lost in the crowd, right? Now, your church should be pointing every member every Sunday to a member of a small group or to a small group that they can join. Make joining a small group as easy as applying through your church app. Now, you don't wanna auto accept members into small groups, right, this is a security issue. You don't want anyone with an iPhone to be able to find all of your small group locations, so, You should be sending visitors to pastors, ideally wearing like a color-coded shirt on a Sunday, right? Who will put them in the small group most convenient for, for, uh, for them. And this weeds out people who aren't willing to go through multiple social gates to become a part of that small group community, but it's also an opportunity to get new members. So nevertheless, you should make the door to entry extremely visible. Structure your church service communication strategy so that it's impossible for someone to walk into your doors and walk out without knowing exactly how to join a small group. Number three, focus on relationships, not numbers. People are lonely. Increasingly in America, even those with happy families are sucked deeper and deeper into internet culture until there feels like a deep divide between their mental life and their real world. You know, psychologists are creating cohorts to address this issue as a real mental health crisis. But the church is uniquely equipped to assist in this enterprise by doing the one thing mental health professionals can't do, real life together with people, right? So find key small group qualities that you can track to ensure that the small group culture is healthy. Check in with small group leaders. You know, how, how do they feel it's going? Well, what do they need to thrive? Does the church need to host quarterly sort of church-wide small group events so that visitors can visit and extend you know, membership to new members? Are there toxic elements in your small group culture that need to be carefully addressed? These are all important questions. Your small group is like a little bonsai tree, right? And you need to, to You need to tend to it often in order for it to take the proper shape and to be healthy. And the last thing in the world you want is a huge growing movement of like weird small groups right you want to set the tone for the culture so set key metrics for group health check in with leaders check in with members look at growth numbers are they welcoming new visitors are there opportunities to start new new groups and things like that these are all important questions to be asking number four double down on food okay in marketing people say content is king False. Food is king, okay? There's no tagline, sales pitch, or well-designed logo that can wrap the human will around its finger like food, okay? A sweet and tart raspberry sour cream, something like that, some pumpkin crumbly thing, that's going to speak to the heart, okay? It's just, it's, it's over at that point, okay? It's over. You know, people are showing up. When you're advertising your small group, show pictures of food. Bring lots of food. Coordinate with people to get food. You know, delinquent attenders will turn to food zombies knocking on your door in a matter of minutes. Give me the food right after that all you have to do is host and it kind of takes itself from there number five master small talk so listen <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you this is the reason most small groups actually do fail right what, what's the number one thing people say when they visit a small group for the first time right most first-time visitors come to a small group feel exceptionally awkward and out of place and leave now while there's something to be said for like you know, sticking it out you, you don't want to assume people will be willing to endure social awkward awkwardness for the sake of escaping loneliness often the opposite is the case. So as a host, here are a few ways you can kind of master small talk in a way that makes those people feel comfortable. Okay. So here are the basic kind of principles of small talk. Trust me, this is not from a master. I've had to learn the hard way because I'm not very good at it. Okay. Ask other people, uh, uh, about themselves, not yourself, okay? Commit to making that first conversation about them. That doesn't mean you can't talk about yourself, but it means your, your primary method of feeling silence is asking questions about them. So every answer they give supplies you with more information for deeper conversation. Trace this line of details to go deeply till you've sparked an engaging conversation. Now, this saying is trustworthy and true. Interested people are interesting people, right? I think I got that right, right? Give them the opportunity to say something about them and they will be interested in you and what you're doing, okay? Now, move on to kind of a personal script, all right? Have you ever known someone who seems to have a funny story for like every event? That's not a coincidence. They've built this arsenal of stories that work in social, social situations and they repeat them. So come up with like three stories about your life that you can tell in like 30 to 60 seconds, With each social situation, experiment with these stories, okay? Eventually, you'll have this stock of like refined stories that you're like, oh, this one will work here, that one will work there, right? And and then you have like this arsenal that that you don't always have to be forcing small talk in in a weird way. Next, body language, okay? Smile, relax your shoulders, right? Find something to do, an object, a task, a... A social centerpiece that can be the kind of gravitational sun of the room while people enter the small group if you send everyone to the same place and occupy yourself with the same thing a flow will occur like a river where people will gravitate toward the sea and not overburden the host right where everybody you, we all, we've all been to parties like that right where everybody's trying to talk to the host right with too much conversation with them until the formal small group event begins, give people something that can be kind of the centerpiece of conversation that frees up the host to prep for the event, right? So that the small group isn't so awkward before the formal events begin. If you really struggle with small talk, try taking like a Toastmasters class, right? Some people find these to be very wooden and fake, but they're actually a fantastic way for people who are nervous speaking in front of people to gain that confidence in leading small groups and kind of cracking humor with new people, giving presentations that are organic and compelling and actually feel natural. Number six, plan small group events. So, Small group events are like the icing on the cake for small group members, okay? It's something to do on a Saturday or a Sunday. It's an escape from the kids, you know, or something to do with the kids, (laughs) either way, right? This is where life can actually feel like friends, but for real, right? Deep down, everyone wants to be someone who has something to do on a Saturday. Proactively planning these sorts of events gives small group attendees a reason to engage during the week. And oddly enough, like... Time is scarce for many small group members. Attending two events is easier than attending one, okay? It, it facilitates like a psychological buy-in and it feels important. Number seven, find each other on Sundays. So this is like the unspoken payoff that every small group member really wants on Sundays, right? It's, it, it, and it's easy to take for granted, right? Because talking on Sunday, right, before and after service, it just feels so natural, right? Ah, I talk to this guy, I talk to that guy. But think of the opposite. You walk into church, you sit down for a service, you look around, no one knows you. No one knows what to say. So you leave, right? So for the for the lonely, this can feel like the dregs. It can actually make them feel like they actually don't even want to come back to church. Now, think of what you do with your church small group on Sunday mornings. You're laughing, you're catching up, you're cracking jokes, maybe inside jokes, right? And even standing comfortably together in silence while drinking coffee. These are blessings. This is fruit, really, of the relationships formed during the week during small groups. And they're a grace from God that he gives through small group engagement. So if your church makes it easy to join these communities, you will see it in your Sunday service. Small group engagement translates directly into Sunday engagement. So what does this all mean for you? Just take these steps and implement them in your church. Make it easy to join. Emphasize food in your marketing with like nice food pictures, right? Find ways of tracking relational health, not just in numbers, right? Plan outside group events. Master small talk. Care for your members. If you do these things, you'll begin to see results in the quality of your small group, uh, in the relationships that are there, and the overall small group attendance that you see in your church, and you'll really see a big payoff in the overall cultural health. Of your church. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.